0: This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. You all know how passionate I am about raising our bar and leveling up. There is a difference between listening to a call that gets you fired up and knowing when we should be speaking to someone professionally. Mental health is so close to my heart, and so many amazing people go through it. There is absolutely no shame in talking to someone, and that is why I wanted to share this information with you. BetterHelp is customized online therapy and level up listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash level up. That's better H E L P dot com slash level up. Happy Monday, my beautiful level up friends. So last week we spoke about frequency. And it was a little bit more sciencey techy than I normally am. Like it really was not in my comfort zone. I'm all about energy and learning about the frequency. And it's so fascinating to me. Like the frequency that we are all vibrating on creates the energy in and around us. It's an effect, right? In effect, it attracts things and people and life. It's all about the frequency. And as we are more aware and committed to raising our level of frequency, we are leveling up in a huge way. So I'm having so much fun learning this stuff. And so I just did my best to explain what I'm learning so far, but it's just so powerful. Okay. So you guys know how I love reading. Like I love reading and I love sharing about some of the books that really move me, that really inspire me because I just want to share them with all of you. And so we're going to have a little bit of a story time here. Okay. Years ago, I read The Energy Bus by John Gordon. So it's any any book that comes out of my mouth, like I'm really saying you really need to read this book. It's so amazing. Okay. So I loved it then. And I love it even more now because as you grow as a leader, you can kind of read between the lines and you can find lessons that you didn't even see were there last time because you just weren't in the that space, if that makes sense. like As you expand, as you grow, as you level up, and then you go back and you read some books or you read books for the first time, they're landing on you and in you different because you're not the same person as you read it the first time. Okay. So I love it even more now. And what I love about this book is actually the secret to life, energy, positivity, law of attraction, mindset. Like these are the things that literally create our world. These create our world and everything else is a byproduct of how we show up, how we handle things, the energy that we give off. So. I'm gonna give you a short version of the story of this book because I I love backstories in everything. Okay, so the book starts and there's this character. The main character in the book is George. Okay, so George. I don't know if it's if they said his age in the book, but let's just say he's I don't know. 40s in his 40s. But at one point in his life, he was a star athlete. He was in shape. He had everything going for him. He married the love of his life. He had two beautiful children. He had a good job. He had nice things. And so from the outside, every single thing in his life looked really great. Okay. However, He was walking around feeling really negative. So we know this, as a result, like what happens when we don't focus on gratitude and when we don't see the joy in everything and when we're not like in big picture and vision and mode, we we get into a dark place. So instead, George was walking around kind of negative, actually not kind of, totally negative. He was tense, he had low energy and he went from like, living a life or designing a life to earning a living. Like like in a relationship, you could be like go from the honeymoon phase to like going through the motions. So he was going through the motions in his life. He put his dreams and passions in a box like so many of us do. Like how many of us, like, and I don't know what age you guys are. We have all different age listening to this, but a lot of times when you're a child, okay, you have like a vision for your life. You have passion for your life. You have excitement for your life. You have goals for your life. And then as we go through life, we have responsibility and we have children and we have a mortgage and we have bills and we have all of these things that need to be taken care of that we end up going through the motions and like not designing a life, but just sort of living one and, and getting by. And then you put your dreams in this little tiny box. I like to say in a Tiffany box, I'm going to have a box. I want it like blue and I want a white ribbon because it's so beautiful. So we put these things in this box and every now and then we open them and we get passionate and then we're like, oh yeah, we don't have the time or we're not capable or we're not enough or it happens to other people and we tie that box up, okay? And so that's just something that we, we want to break through. So George, back to George, he put his dreams and his passion in a box, right? Like so many do. Mine would be in a Tiffany box. And they were actually up till 2006, they were in a Tiffany box. And he was basically a battery drainer. Okay. Like he was the type of person, instead of walking into a room and lighting it up, he would walk out of the room and it would get lit up. So do you know someone like that? Like they literally Suck the life out of you. Maybe it's somebody you know. And quite honestly, sometimes we need to take a look in the mirror. Maybe it's us, right? This is energy. So he had gotten to a point in his life that everything was dramatically going downhill. He wasn't in good shape anymore. When, you know, when we're living a healthy lifestyle, our energy changes, right? We know this. Like, We, we, we feel good when we're, our body is our vehicle. So what we put in our body, we're either putting super high octane or we're putting like really dark, inexpensive sludge, right? So our energy changes. We feel good. We feel proud when we're living a healthy lifestyle. He dreaded going to work every day. Okay. So many people do. He was on the brink of being fired. His wife told him she was no longer happy in their marriage and could no longer take his negativity. So my friends, here's the thing. George represents all of us at some point in our life. Like, so we're going over the book, but it's almost like, do you know a George? Have you been a George? Are you a George? Because we're going to go on a journey. And realize we're going to level George up. And even if it's not you, hopefully you're, you're operating on this really high energy that you could see through this story, the value of what you could bring to other people's lives. So when he felt like he couldn't take it anymore, right? So George now was like, not in a good way. He's going to get fired. His wife wants to leave him. All he looked up at the heavens. Okay. And basically yelled asking for help. Like he looked up and said, something has to change. Like, Please help me guide me. I need you. Okay. So he woke up the next morning praying the night before. And this, this really hit home for me. If you guys heard me like beginning of 2020, I was praying for the next level. I was praying for more. I was, and going through some adversity made me realize that actually my prayers were answered. So George went out to his car the night after praying and he found a flat tire, right? So based on what I've just told you about George's frequency, or if you read the book, right? And based on his mindset, he had the attitude of, of course, like this is so the story of my life. Everything always happens to me. You know those people, right? It's a story of his life because- He is the author of his story. We are the author of our story. When we say just my luck or we say this always happens to me or this or anything, of course it does. You've got the pen. We're writing the book. We are the authors of our life. And he keeps expecting things like this so he gets it. So do you see the law of attraction and how it's at work? What we focus on, we create. He had been focusing on negativity and the universe kept answering his every demand. No problem. You want more? Here you go, right? Which in his every single thought he he was focusing on the negative. He then attempted to get a ride to work. So now he has a flat tire. He needs to be at work. He's basically gonna get fired. He's on the verge of being fired. And he's now calling friends. He's coming from a place of scarcity and non-gratitude and anger. So again, we get what we receive. So it was probably not a coincidence that none of his friends could give him a ride to work. No one could take him. And his last resort was to ask his wife. Okay. And he dreaded walking back in the house to ask his wife because she had asked him for months, George, fill up your spare tire. His spare tire was flat. George, fill up your spare. George, you're going to need it one day. George, fill up your spare. So, And he just kept putting it off. So when I read that, this had a few meanings to me. And again, when I read the book years ago, I didn't read between the lines and now I read between the lines. So This had a few meanings. Number one, everything's a metaphor for something else. It all depends how we see it. So a spare tire for us with his wife that kept saying, George, fill it up. You're going to need it one day. George, fill it up. So two lessons here. One, leaders don't procrastinate, right? We don't procrastinate. Leaders act with urgency. So it should have been done, right? But that's neither here nor there. The second lesson in this is we all should have a spare tire for all of us. It's always to remember, it's that spare tire to fill yourself up, right? With build your belief, build your vision. Think of like you need a spare belief tire, a spare vision, build your mindset, build your love. We will all encounter flat tires. The more love and vision you have inside of you as your spare tire, the quicker you're going to fill that tire back up. So you see that other like lesson in there. So now George walks into his house, right? Has a flat tire, really upset, really pissed off, walks into his house. He's beyond annoyed, not looking for the gift, has no idea about gratitude, living in his own negativity. He's at his wits end and his two children. Okay. When he walks through the door. So picture this. They thought he already left for work. Okay, He walks through the door and they greet him with these smiles as if Santa Claus had just walked through the door. His daughter immediately runs to him, hugs him and says, I love you, daddy. His son runs up to him and asks him to read him a book. And so, so often I love childlike belief, childlike belief, childlike joy, like the childlike gift of just being fully present. And think about that for a minute, okay? Have you ever been so wrapped up in a situation, a problem, an obstacle, something that was frustrating you that you literally couldn't see the gift that's sitting in front of your face? And like, certainly I know I have, okay? Every flat tire in our life is a gift. It is it's slowing us down. It's getting us to think, what's the reason? What's the lesson? Where are the blessings? Where am I meant to go? What's the bigger picture? It's all how we see it. His energy and attitude was so negative that all he could say to his children, like with disbelief was basically like, what's wrong with you? No, I can't hug now. No, I can't read you a book. It's not Saturday. In other words, I'm here because I'm frustrated. I've got an issue. I didn't come back in to love on you. So like imagine, just imagine, because there's so many lessons in this. Like imagine how we have the power to make somebody feel. How did they feel, right? So in other words, you know I can't do it on a weekday. So another thing, let's stop for a moment. What do you do for a living, Like, what do you do? Do you love it? Does it inspire you? Are you a magnetic, amazing, positive person full of love if you work Monday to Friday? Or is it like I can only be that amazing, happy, full of love and positivity person Saturday and Sunday till about six o'clock, because then I'm going to dread going back to work. Are you creating a life or are you just working a job? And this part made me so grateful that I'm creating a life, a life that I love Mondays. I love Mondays. I love Mondays as much as I love Fridays. One of the main reasons that I'm so excited that my podcasts drop on Monday mornings, because like if there's any of you that don't love a Monday, then here I am. I I get to bring you a little bit of a joy. On Monday mornings, all right? So back to George. There's like the squirrel living, okay? So his wife basically told him that she had a very busy morning. The world didn't revolve around him and he could walk a mile. She didn't care. Go walk a mile and take the bus. So he was annoyed. He was pissed. But again, what happens on that? Mile, like miracles can happen. So on that walk, he felt like every single thing was crumbling around him. Have you guys ever heard this expression? Good things fall apart so better things can come together, right? So when he was actually taking that walk, his life was actually falling into place. He just wasn't open yet to the blessings or the possibility. He was ready for the lessons, right? Well, he wasn't really ready for the lessons, but he was getting them anyway. And that's what happens sometimes. Like, and I think I talked about this on past episodes, like we're always changing, we're always evolving. And so if we're not initiating change That's when things happen, obstacles that force us to change because we're always evolving and we're always changing. We're just not always going with the flow. We're thrown into the flow. Okay. The lessons are in the valleys. They are in our adversities. They live in our challenges. So what did George do? He dragged his grumpy self to the bus. And as he entered on the bus, he was greeted by the bus driver. Okay. So again, this is a story, but like there's so many stories within the story. She had the biggest smile he had ever seen. She greeted him with pure love, pure excitement, pure joy, and pure energy. So much that he was like, Pissed. He was like upset. Like, you ever be that person be like, why is this person so happy? What are they so happy about? Like, he just felt uncomfortable in her presence to the point that he wanted to get off the bus. Why? He wanted to sulk in his misery. But here's the thing. She wasn't having it. She wasn't having it. And our goal is to be like this, right? Her name was Joy. To be that Joy. Right? Again, it's a metaphor. As somebody enters your life, as somebody comes into your world, as, as you encounter people, you have the ability, we have the ability to greet them with joy and energy and be a difference. So she did what she could to raise his energy, but like he just wasn't having it. He was thinking to himself, which, okay, how many can relate to this? Like she has no idea what's going on in my life, right? I have deadlines. I have a wife. I have kids. I have a mortgage payment. Sadly, he also had a mom with cancer. So he felt that this bus driver had no idea how drained he was. Ever feel that way? Like ever feel that way that we get so consumed with what's going on in our own life that we just think, how could everybody not even know what we're feeling? But here's the thing. She did know. And you know how she did know? She had a gift. She was able to spot these type of energy drainers all the time. Okay. And she was able to spot them because she was once one of them, which I love. It shows, again, the other lesson, as we commit to being better, as we commit to showing up different in the world, we become more. And when we become more, what do we do? We now have the ability to inspire other people to be more. So she was able to spot People like George. She made a lifelong commitment to live in joy and raise her energy. When we work on us, we have the ability to change others for the better. She was able to spot them because here's the thing. Georges come in all shapes all sizes, all nationalities, all genders, no kick, right? They're people that show up with no kick in their step. Like they physically look like a light bulb has been turned off inside of their heart and inside of their soul. They're walking around with no purpose, just struggling as much as I hate that word and attempting and trying to get through the day. They have no energy. They show up like life sucked the actual passion out of them. You know, they show up like people who have given up on their dreams. So she heard the complaints all the time. So she made it her mission to be the energy ambassador. And so a, I love this book, but B, I really wanted to go through this journey with you guys because we're energy ambassadors. Like I definitely consider myself an energy ambassador, right? I hope you do as well. Her mission was to energize everyone and everything that came on her bus. George was on her bus for a reason. My friends, when things show up that we don't love and we, we are kind of forced to go down a different path, it's there for a reason. But it's like time to open up the heart, open up the eyes and really see it. Do you believe that things happen for a reason? Are you someone who believes things happen to you? Like this happens to me. Everything happens to me. Of course, I'm late. Of course, I stub my toe. Of course, this happens. I'm here to remind you that things happen for you. Everything happens for you. Again, you guys know my line, Everything is always working out for my highest good. It's this or something better, right? So we, we can always choose to see things as they are. Or we can choose to see the big picture that everything happens for a reason. We're going to live in faith. We're going to walk in faith. We're going to live in gratitude. And we're going to be grateful for every single thing that shows up because through that gratitude, we're going to find the gifts. Every flat tire in our life happens for a reason. We can choose to ignore it or we can learn from it. But every problem is a gift. So as the bus driver listened to George and his complaints, okay, this is what she said to him, and I love this. This is going to be one of my new favorite lines, okay? He can view his life as a success story, or he can view his life as a soap opera. Imagine, every day, ask yourself. Am I, am I living my life as a success story or a soap opera? I love this. Have you ever been around people, right? And all they talk about is drama. Okay. And we know these people, possibly it's us. I'm not saying, right? Who are starring, writing and producing their very own literal soap opera. And the one choice will determine if we live a success story or a soap opera. So always choose wisely. Next time you feel tempted to speak out loud of negativity or a negative situation, literally ask yourself, is this my success story or is this my soap opera? I love that. I've read this and I've learned this over years and it's really powerful. Most people who are living in a soap opera... Get some sort of pleasure by the reaction or the feeling of the situation. So maybe it's sympathy. Okay. Maybe we're, we're telling a story out loud that may be true for years because we want people to feel sorry for us. It does something for us. Maybe it's for attention, right? Maybe it's, I keep telling this story and I'm getting attention. We're living our soap opera, we're starring our soap opera, but yet we are doing it because we love the reaction we're getting. Is it the need to be right? I mean, maybe somebody did something to you. Again, everything's done for you. Maybe somebody said something about you. Maybe somebody harmed you. Maybe somebody didn't want to be friends with you anymore. Maybe somebody, who knows what they did. Do you need to be right? Do you need to be talking about it over and over and over? Like literally let it go because I'm actually, next time it comes out of your mouth, oh my gosh, I actually am living a soap opera. So one of the authors that I'm very, very addicted to right now is Catherine Ponder. Okay, and I'm reading now the Millionaire Moses. I'm, I, I've, I've, I think I'm on like her seventh book. Okay, so here's a story talking about how, just what I said. When we have this story, or we're being negative, or we're living in a soap opera, it's because we're actually loving the reaction we're getting. So in this book, it talked about a story of a very sick woman. Okay, and so. I put it in parentheses and it's not that she probably, she probably believed she was sick. She was probably diagnosed with something who, I don't know the story behind it. Okay. But so she was laid up in bed like the lights were dim in her room. Her husband brought her all of her meals. She had the television there. She had pillows propped up behind her. There was tissues on the nightstand. There was all of her medicine bottles were spread out on her nightstands. And she lived this way for years. She was sick and her husband took care of her, right? Sickness and in health. Okay. One day, her sadly, her husband passed away. And it talked about in this, in this book that before long, so she actually wrote this letter into the book before long, she was up and about healthier than ever, and she never realized it, but she was actually addicted to the sympathetic attention she was getting from others and her husband, because she was diagnosed with, I don't even know what. And when he was no longer around, the reaction to her illness was gone right? So makes sense. Who, who Again, I don't know what it was, but she was out and healthier and realized like she was no longer feeding that feeling that she was loving. Okay. Now back to the day. After that day on the bus, right? So George rode the bus for the first day. He had to take his flat tire in to get fixed. It was at the repair shop. So he went now after work to the repair shop only to find out that the flat tire was fixed. But the bad news was it was still going to be two weeks till he got his car. And so here's another gift. The flat tire probably saved his life. So what happened is as the mechanic was fixing the flat tire, he recalled ah, seeing a recall like in his mind, I think there was a recall on this model that this George had, let me go do a little investigating, Okay. Again, gift from God. This person went the extra mile. He could have just fixed the problem on the surface, the flat tire. You guys, but here's the metaphor. We're like an onion. We're deep, okay? Everybody's got stuff. And so he could have fixed the problem on the surface and gave George's car back in a day. But George's issues went way deeper than the flat tire. So sometimes we think we've got something, but it's like getting rid of all that dead stuff underneath the porch, beliefs, blueprints, negativity, lack of energy that we've been holding on to for years. So this guy did a little bit digging, realized, "Oh my gosh, there is a problem," okay? And it led him to check George's brakes, right? So at any moment the brakes were about to go and George could have been so much worse off. So where's the lesson? The bigger picture. Number 1, the flat tire wasn't about the flat tire. Okay, It was something deeper and bigger than the flat tire that really needed to be fixed. When you have faith, when you believe that everything is always working out for you, when you know that every flat tire is a gift, you begin to see life through a different set of lenses, right? So let's look at the series of events. He got a flat tire, okay? As a result of that flat tire, it allowed him to spend more time in the morning with his children that he loved so much. He got, right, to ride the bus and meet Joy. Got to versus had to. The difference is mindset. The tire actually saved him from what could have been a deadly accident. So when we're taken off a certain path that we think is the right one in our life, A lot of times, rejection is God's protection. It's leading you to something else. God had his back. His eyes were on the situation instead of looking up with faith and gratitude and basically saying, I trust, like I trust, I know it's this or something better. So now George had to wait two weeks for his car to be ready. Guess what? He got to ride the energy bus. For two weeks, right? Notice I didn't say he had to. Now, in his mind, he had to at this point. But in my mind, because I see things differently, he got to. He got to ride the bus. And that bus changed his life, okay? And it has the power to change your life too. The next day, George got on the bus only to find no joy. She wasn't there. And again, remember what I said at the beginning. He got on that bus and she was so full of joy, he was pissed, Right, she wasn't there, and now as negative as he was to her, he missed her energy. Our energy becomes contagious. Are you a stand for your energy? Do you lower your energy to the people around you, or do you hold it? It's in such high regard with such high value, knowing not only does it make your life better, but it has the potential to affect everyone around you. We have the ability, all of us, to change the energy of others, to raise their frequency. The key is to stay at our high energy no matter what. No matter who gets on your bus, no matter who gets off your bus, that you remain the same. You're the constant, my friends. You are the constant in your life. And so what do I mean by constant? We, we always want to level up. We always want to grow. We always want to expand. We always on bigger goals and bigger vision and, and all of these different things. However, you're the game and you remain the same. You give your vision away when others don't see it. You give your power away. You give your energy away when you lower yourself to the bar of someone else. Okay. When she was there the next day. So she wasn't there the first day he went back. She was there the next day. And George was so happy to see her because again, the little bit of energy he caught from her caught on, right? And he wanted more of it. It becomes like an, a euphoric, good, positive drug. So she explained the day before was her day off, right? So in other words, he was like, where were you? It was her day off. And not only was it her day off, but she spends her days off with her father, who was very sick. And it's the kind of illness, I believe it was dementia, that that he no longer remembers who she even is. And so when George heard this, he was like shocked. And so he thought she must be so happy and full of energy and full of joy because she doesn't have a care in the world. And my friends, we know this isn't the case. Our energy is our choice. How we show up and view life is our choice. Every one of us has stuff. You ever look at somebody who's really high energy or really positive or somebody that you aspire to be? And you must think their life is easy. Maybe their business fell in their lap. Maybe everybody wants to join them. Maybe they've, they've never experienced an obstacle. Maybe they have no personal, you know, tragedy in their life. Everybody has got stuff. Everybody does. Each and every day, we have a choice and an opportunity to live in joy and gratitude and create each and every day. We have a choice and an opportunity to live in joy and gratitude and create amazing energy in and around us, or we can choose to be a battery drainer starring in our very Own soap opera. So, George asked her how she stayed so happy all of the time. And this was her reply It's just what I'm about. It's because I love you. It's because I love me. How can I love myself if I don't love you? How can I love myself if I don't love everyone? You see, we're all connected. And I love it all, even the ones that are hard to love. So my friends, we spoke about this a few episodes back. Love is the ultimate superpower. When we love, it's the highest frequency. So, so often we see people in life like George, right? They're negative, they're low energy, they're not very nice, they're rude. And we feel justified not to give love. And so joy, the bus driver to me, represents all of us. We can choose to love and live in joy and treat everyone around us that way, even the ones that don't deserve it. So now George was on the bus for two weeks and during that time, his responsibility, in order for him to be on that bus, he had to learn the 10 rules for the ride of your life. Okay. He was presented an opportunity to change his life by being on this bus, to become the person he was meant to be, to create the life he dreamed of. Great things are always coming our way if we are open. So you, my friends, are on the energy bus with me. We're going to be taking this journey. We're going to be going through the rules And then we're going to level them up. We're going to add to them. We're going to grow on them. We're going to expand them. We are positive. We're on a mission to grow. We're learning all about the law of attraction and leveling up in all areas of our life. So we're going to end this episode with rule number one, and we're going to continue next episode with the remaining rules, okay? So here's rule number one. And it is the most important of all the rules, okay? So that's why I wanted you to really hear it and really think about it. And we're going to expand on it a little bit. And next week, we're going to be even at a higher level of energy than we are today, okay? So rule number one, you are the driver of your bus. So one of the reasons I love this book is not only is it great, but if anybody's ever heard me speak, I always give bus analogies. I love bus analogies because I'm a visionary to my core and it's such a good example of vision. Okay. So I want to share this story with you. Maybe you've heard it. You guys- let's just say there are three buses. Okay. So this book we're reading is the energy bus. And I really talk about this, this analogy for vision, but vision, energy, it's all coinciding. Okay. So let's say there's three buses. Okay. And I'm going to just use New Jersey. They're all leaving New Jersey because I live in New Jersey and they're going to New York city. Okay. So I'm the person looking to get on the bus. First thing I'm looking at, Is the destination. So I might know somebody might say, Oh, these three buses are going to New York City, but correct me if I'm wrong. Like if you knew you were going on a bus to New York City, you would still be like, did you look at the destination? And it's probably, this is a funny story, but one time I was in college, my roommate and I, Jill, okay, we had each had $10 left in our pocket. And a bus ticket back to, we went to school in New England college. We took a bus to Concord, New Jersey. Okay. And we had $10 left and the bus ticket was $10. So I was like, we're so starving. Like I'm starving. There must be a way that with this $10 each, we can eat and take the bus. So I came up with this brilliant idea. It was brilliant. I'm like, Jill, I've got a solution. I just looked at, there's a train going to Concord. The train is only $2 and something. It gets us there quicker. Why were we spending $10 for the bus? I felt like a genius. The two of us got two train tickets because she followed my lead. Okay. We get two train tickets. We eat the rest of the money. Lord knows what we ate, but we ate whatever. We get on this train, you guys. When they said, you've now arrived... I conquered Massachusetts. So number one, I'm in the wrong state. Number two, it was 1130 at night and it wasn't even a station. It was a stop. So I had led us to the middle of absolutely nowhere. Okay. So I have come a long way since then. Okay. So the point of me sharing that story is even though a bus says they're going to New York City, I'm looking at the side of it because I remember what had happened to me back when I was in college and I'm not taking any chances because if I think I would have read the train and saw Concord, Massachusetts, I was not getting on that train. Okay. So first thing we do is look at the side of the bus. Next, I'm going to look at the time of arrival. So there's three buses now going from New Jersey to Manhattan. I know that from my home, like it's 60 miles, but it takes approximately. 90 minutes or less based on traffic to get from where I live to New York city. Right? So what am I looking on those three buses? Is it a direct route? How many stops? Like I want to know. So imagine I'm looking at these three buses. One says we're going to get to New York city in 90 minutes. Okay. The other one says we're going to get to New York city in nine stops in five hours. And the other one says, I've absolutely no idea when we're going to get to Manhattan, but hop on in when it's meant to be. We're going to arrive. I'm just going to keep driving and we're going to see how it goes. You guys, I'm not getting on your bus. And I'm sharing that story with you because how many of you guys are are running a business? Maybe you're in the business of sales. Maybe you're, you're looking to have people join you. Maybe you're in a leadership role. Are you casting your vision? Are you letting people know exactly when your bus is arriving at the destination? Because again, one of the greatest qualities of a leader is enrolling an entire team towards one common goal. Are you looking at everyone on your bus? Do you know exactly where you're going? Do you know exactly when you are arriving? What's the energy on your bus? Was it fun? You know, when you first asked people to get on the bus, right? When we know where we're going, right? And we invite people on our bus with energy. It's awesome. But what happens every time you hit a detour? Did you lose some of your enthusiasm and passion every time you hit a roadblock and an obstacle? Did you pull your bus over on the side of the road and you're whining? about your nonsense, and then you're wondering why people are getting off your bus. It's amazing. People are like, I don't know why. People keep leaving me. They keep leaving my business. They keep getting off my bus because you're sitting on the side of the road that you can't see out of the windshield because there's so much garbage on it. People have clouded your vision. They've gotten inside your heart. You're no longer driving. There's no music on the bus. It is so damn boring. I'd get off your bus. Nobody wants to be on a bus like that. People want to ride a bus filled with any- Energy and goals and vision. Look, we all hit roadblocks, but it's that announcement, right? If you were on a bus and it said, there's a little bit of a detour, but don't worry, we're going to get right back on. We're just delayed by 20 minutes. It's communication, right? They want to be on a bus with that's fun full of enthusiasm and positivity and goals and urgency. You are the driver of your bus. When you don't take responsibility for your life and you don't take responsibility for the control of your bus, then you lose the ability to take it where you want to go. So this is what I want to ask you. Are you driving? Because if you're not the driver, if you're coasting, if you're on autopilot, right? If you're asking the opinion of every, Tom, Dick, and Harry on the side of the road, you will always be at the whim of everyone else's travel plans. Think about it. It is the difference between leading your team and having your team lead you. If you are not crystal clear, if you have negative people on your bus, if you have a bus filled with people without goals and without vision, and you don't take the wheel, guess what? You're heading for, I can't get out of my own way island. Okay. And there's a lot of people on that island. And if you keep going on autopilot, that's where you're going to go. We all take advice along the way, but here's the thing. It's our bus. It's your life. It is time to stop looking in the rear view mirror. That's why the rear view mirror is so much smaller than the front. Let's Let the past go. Focus on the front windshield. Don't sit passively like average people do. You're not average. You're on a level up podcast. You're not on how to be average podcast. You're not average. Take the wheel. Create your life. Do the thing. What's the thing? Your life begins with one thought, one belief, one action, one decision. If it's your bus and we know that it is, you get to decide where you are going. You get to decide what kind of ride it will be. So many people feel like they don't have control. They feel like they're a byproduct of their circumstances, their life, their people, their team, their surroundings. You have a choice. Take the wheel, change the direction. Once you take your power back, the entire game changes. Here's the thing, a person with vision, they have a look in their eye. It's filled with fire and passion and knowing, and it lights up. It glistens. They have a different walk in their step. They know where they're going. You guys, there's this saying: those people who know, the world steps aside for people who know where they're going. Do you know you can take your bus anywhere you want to go? Like literally anywhere. This is your bus you're the driver. So where are you going? Once you know, like, no, you can begin to create it. We create, I'm like dying over here. I need some water. Okay. I get so into this. I'm sweating. Once you begin, you can create it. We create our life. So think about this until we are together next Monday. What's your vision? Are you driving your bus? Do you know where your bus is going? Does every last person on your bus know where you're leading them? What's your expectations of your bus? What's your energy of your bus? What's the mindset of your bus? Does everybody, what's your next goal in your business? Because if people are on your bus, do they know? Cause they're part of that. This isn't about you, my friends. This is not about you. Does everybody on that bus know where you are leading them to the next level? Because if they don't know, they're going to leave. They will leave. So here's the thing. I love you amazing drivers. I love you. It's time to drive your energy bus to your dream life. Have an amazing week and I will see you next week.